it's not that long ago actually maybe like two years or something um, where I had a point in time where I wasn't able to look down my body because um, mm. I was so disgusted by what I was seeing and there was nothing disgusting about it I j it just was how I was seeing it mm -hmm. and so I had to kind of like go into all these different areas from my body to my self-worth to um, my yeah just like all the gifts that I'm bringing to this earth basically mm -hmm. and also knowing within all of that within within healing all these aspects and all these relations that just being here in my human body is like absolutely enough there's nothing mm -hmm. more than just being that I need to do Welcome back to another episode of the North Star Podcast. This week, I have a really special guest. She is my celestial soulmate. You probably heard of her if you are connected with me on Instagram, because we are always, or at least often, sharing each other due to really being best friends. I'm so grateful for Karina and her presence in my life. She is a light, I would say, for the whole world, but I am so grateful that she is really such a personal connect of mine. We have impacted one another's journeys, I will say, or at least I should, should um, speak for myself because I just know that my life would be so different without her, her wisdom, her acceptance, just her completely celestial energy that she brings uh you will really feel it through this episode so i'm not really gonna go too off on that because i feel like i could just give her compliments forever because she really does mean that much to me but in any case what she can mean for you is wisdom now in this episode our source of wisdom i should say because here we talk so openly about heartbreak healing through heartbreak, emotions, releasing them. We also talk about the healthy masculine and the healthy feminine. She is into work with polarity, so she really explains what all of that means. And I really found this conversation to be vital because things like being integrated again, in the masculine and feminine, and also moving through heartbreak are such important pieces to living a healthy life. And what I mean by that is, um, let me just give an example from my own life in the past. When I went through heartbreak, I found it to be completely devastating. And I do believe heartbreak will always be painful, will always be sad. And that's because it's, you know, we have to grieve a loss. But there is a period in my life in which it was far beyond what I would say it is today. And that is entirely due to myself because I didn't know how to heal through this. I didn't know how to feel my emotions in such a way that I could really cleanse myself of the difficulty. So due to this, this whole piece of our lives, heartbreak, which we will all go through most likely at some point in our lives due to it being potentially so painful, especially if you have a tendency towards codependency, as I certainly did when I was younger. 
this topic is empowering because it really teaches you how to how to essentially deal during this time, which I think is beautiful because if you're anything like I have been in the past when I was so kind of scared of heartbreak, I really spent years not entertaining the thought of relationships whatsoever because I was truly too scared of having my heart broken. And that really, I would say, that really made my life small. I do believe that relationships, not just romantically, but platonically, familially, are the meaning of life. And so, again, that's why I think that this conversation is so potent. Now, without rambling on forever, I will leave that there. I hope that you enjoy this conversation with my rainbow child, my celestial soulmate, Karina Young, and I will see you on the other side. It's so interesting for us to podcast. I mean, it's been kind of years or at least months since your last recording. And it kind of feels like, oh, we should be a little bit official. And I was like, should I have Karina introduce herself? And then I was like, that's kind of weird. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I would love to just start is just by asking, how are you feeling? I think that's the best way for us to start this. Well, emotional, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually, it's so interesting because um, just... I know a couple of weeks back I had these ideas um, or it just like started to form in my head kind of like classes that I want to offer um, Mm. over the next couple of weeks, um, especially Mm -hmm. on emotions. Mm. So it's actually a lot about, yeah, moving through emotions, flowing through them, being guided by the divine feminine, also dropping into yourself, into your divine feminine. Mm. And I was being all about like the wild return and (laughs) all these magical things like deep connectedness within and then I was like literally just about to launch um the first class that I'm offering it's actually happening in two weeks from now on but I think I don't know when this is gonna well when this podcast is gonna launch so who knows um but it's gonna be a class that is um all about embodiment yoga so basically I'm combining the practice of embodiment and um through movement and yoga um just Mm -hmm. mashing those two together in order to flow through emotions release them getting those stuck emotions out basically or for some others it's about starting to even feel them because some of us and um, I know this has been true for me as well um, a couple years back um, that I couldn't feel anything and so Mm. yeah and then the universe was thinking well right perfect to the launch it sends me a breakup (laughs) so um that's been interesting because, well, it definitely um, is the first time that I feel like um, I actually truly fell fell for someone. I I could say I fell in love. I don't know. This is what I would say from my standpoint now. Yeah. Um, and so it's the first time that I actually feel real heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I felt grief before, for example, when I lost my grandma last year. And um, it's still a different kind of grief because, you know, the person is still around but doesn't want to spend time with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of like there's a lot of emotions coming up uh, from that. And mm-hmm. um, it's definitely an interesting water to navigate. And if we 
I don't know if you just look there, it's like emotions are just like waves and they're just coming, swapping over you. And you literally, the best thing that you can do is to actually let them arrive and let them mm. flow over you, flow to the shore. Because if you suppress them, at one point they'll get you. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. So this has been <laughs> the interesting time that I'm that I'm currently in. And um, I don't know, I'm, I'm just glad, I guess, to have some tools at hand that help me. Mm-hmm. But one of the best non-tools is actually having actual human support yeah. by having a beautiful support network w- without which I wouldn't have dealt the last couple of days the way I did. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, that makes me think about, I mean, how many times I've used you as a lifeline, even when we haven't been physically, I mean, it's been a long time since we've been physically together, but last year how many times twice um (laughs) that's crazy and I and I for sure couldn't have made it through especially I think in last February after one of my breakups without you being there because it was like dire or that's how I felt yeah really hard yeah to move through that there you're so right like but okay so you talked about like emotions being like waves and how do you Sometimes I worry, like, when we speak on these levels, which you and I do all the time, but when other people are listening in, they might not really know what that means or how do you actually let them come up? Like, what does that look like? Um, What does that look like for you when you let them come up? What's going on? Well, first of all, it's like, um, it can be a really natural thing. So (laughs) if you're someone who... Um, is already or is just naturally able to have emotions come up mm-hmm. then it can be and this is what is happening for me right now I'm just like sitting somewhere and out of nowhere basically it might be a thought popping into my head as well and sometimes it's just a feeling of like deep grief and um, kind of like loss and, and feelings like that mm-hmm. and this knowing, I think the, the, the part that always gets me is this knowing of like, this is not gonna get back to where it was. And yeah. I, I guess, I mean, speaking from a yogi point of view, there's always attachment involved. And mm-hmm. attachment is not only a bad thing. It's like, it's the way we relate. It's the way we form connection. And so it can be to some extent beautiful but if we have to let go of someone it's the thing that we need to let go of too because Mm -hmm. we well this is kind of the thing that in the end heals us and um if we create a certain distance um to what has been and and with the waves it's just what I mean with that is that basically I sit there and then all of a sudden just tears start flowing Mm -hmm. or I have just like a almost like meltdown where just like start sobbing so heavily and then there are other times where it's kind of almost where I kind of almost push it to that part Mm -hmm. for example so when I do yoga I know that through movement um, and I do certain specific moves as well which is more like moves that are guided by my body and are guided by the way 
in which my body wants to move. So it's not like all hands in and like, okay, I have to do this pose and I have to move in this direction because this is how yoga goes. No, yeah. it's more like, okay, maybe I'm flowing. For example, like one of the easiest things where you can kind of try to feel into it is when you're like in this cat-cow pose. I think most of us mm-hmm. know this pose. Mm-hmm. And you can just not like do the the original cat-cow, but you just like your upper body just moves in like all directions and like forwards, I word. I'm just like doing it while yeah. <laughs> like on my chair while I'm, <laughs> while I'm saying that. And it's so healing because it opens up like certain points in your body because there are like energetic fields in your body and there's also like I I kind of imagine them like knots like energetic knots or like points mm-hmm. where there are stored energies in there stored experiences stored pains stored traumas mm-hmm. and through this kind of movement we can trigger those emotions that are stored there and they will release and this is not like a one-time process, but mm-hmm. if we continuously do this, um, and there are more practices, obviously, um, but this way it helps us to release those emotions because if we store them, it's just not going to be good because as we know, even from like a scientific standpoint by now that stored emotions basically are the cause of all illness, Um and I mean, if you go to, um, to a doctor, the doctor will tell you, and actually most of our diseases in this world, the doctor says to you, well, it's stress related, mm-hmm. but what the doctor means for stress is emotions. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think it's just so important that we allow ourselves to go through all of this. And there are so many more em- emotions than heartbreak, right? There is not, mm-hmm. there's ju- just not only grief or heartbreak or, anything in that direction there's also things like numbness sadness fear there's anger Mm -hmm. um there's so much more and it can come from everything else like it can come from any kind of drama it can be family related job related it can just be something that is stuck within you and you don't even know where it's coming from it might be something that you've been carrying with you for all your life or it's coming from your childhood and yeah, there's, there is just a lot that we definitely are allowed to move through. And mm-hmm. there is the collective. And I think this is definitely something that we shouldn't um, neglect right now, because especially if you look around and if you are strong and brave enough to open up the news channel, mm-hmm. um, you definitely know that there's a lot of pain in the collective that um, also affects the individual and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, 100%. So depending on when you're listening to this, it may or may not still be the pandemic. I guess we won't. We, we can't know at this point. Um, <laughs> but that is exactly what she's referring to. And yeah, I mean, you talked about numbness and you'd said in the past, and I do remember, I feel if I didn't know you then, I remember you at least talking about it. But I even think that I might have known you a little bit when you said previously years ago like I haven't cried in a long time um phrases like that and yeah so what do you say to that person who is in that space like how do they begin to let it flow I guess well there are different kinds of things that one can do and I've worked with clients on that through um theta healing as well by now so Mm -hmm. um because there can be beliefs that um 
kind of get you into that place where you feel like you're not allowed to and your emotions are not to, allowed to be there because they might be a burden for someone else um, mm-hmm. or they make you not good enough if you show them mm-hmm. or if you release them. And then there are other methods, especially like something like I, I shared with you right now, like doing yoga and just dropping in with your body. Mm-hmm. And then there's something really magical that I want to learn as well. So it's definitely high up on my list to to be able to do myself um, for others. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been something that I've been seeking out when I wanted to kind of start crying again. And it is called emotional release. And it's a technique where basically certain points in your body are pushed and um, it's um, they are pressed in, in a way that it reaches like a very high pain point. So mm. it is um, not the easiest process, but um, while that also someone talks to you and together you are trying to find kind of also those store stored emotions and you release them through the whole process so um you are allowed to or you might actually scream you might start crying um for me also my whole body got numb and that's a very common thing that happens as well and it was it was crazy like all these stuck things like kind of started to surface um I got a headache like while lying there just like everything kind of came up um and but it was beautiful because after that I just felt like I was able to cry again like emotions Mm -hmm. were were super well way easier to access let's say it that way and um so that has been like a very beautiful start to healing that part Mm -hmm. and um obviously everything else that came after like just getting more in touch with my emotions in in any kind of way has been helping that as well and just also for me it's been the the fact of allowing that allowing for those emotions not seeing myself as weak when they come come up and also I think we also get very scared of our emotions because we feel like we cannot handle them and we Mm -hmm. cannot control them Mm -hmm. and it is just it's kind of on to us to create that safe space to know that when we are crying we are not going to die going to die because we are crying and we are not going to die because we are having an absolute breakdown and um if we get angry that is actually quite a good emotion to have as well um mm-hmm. and uh, yeah all these emotions are literally so so welcome and so so allowed like there is no emotion that is kind of like of the grid and we shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And yet, as you were kind of speaking to there, we're, or maybe alluding to in society, it's not necessarily deemed an okay, quote unquote, okay thing. And um, I'd love if you could share like how you, not necessarily how you grew up, but how your belief shifted into this space of all emotions are welcome because my idea or sort of my knowing is that it wasn't always like that for you yeah I mean um I don't know exactly (laughs) what what you're referring to but I I, I'm just like guessing I mean when I when I grew up um emotions weren't that welcome for sure Mm -hmm. um there was I was called weak um in my own family um and I was um told that when I behave this way when I grow up um I will have a very hard life Mm. and um 
that is something that whew, digest that as a child yeah <laughs> you feel like you kind of like even as a woman you feel like okay I have to man up <laughs> yeah, I have sure. to just like be super strong and I cannot I cannot have emotions kind of and also I cannot complain I cannot be weak um, I cannot um, feel my feelings and and have my struggles and I mean I was I guess I was all, already before kind of before I moved out of my parents' home, I already battled with some sort of, um, I don't want to call it depression because I never had a diagnosis like that, but it definitely was in the field of like meaninglessness, helplessness, hopelessness, yeah. shame. And and that is literally when there's like this pyramid. Um, I don't know if you know this one, but basically it starts from the bottom to the top in the opposite way. I don't know if this makes sense. Wait, so the peak, no. the peak is downwards and the, um, the big part is upward. And basically down there in this like little part, there's depression basically. And it's all about like this meaninglessness, helplessness, etc. Mm-hmm. And all the way up in the pyramid, there's love and gratitude and serving and all of this stuff. So mm-hmm. basically everything that um, is like, kind of quote unquote a very healthy happy emotion in a way um and lets us um heal so it it is helpful to to implement or try to find gratitude in in little things especially when we are trying to heal Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then from from this like meaninglessness basically um above that there is grief guilt shame blame and it goes on like this to um, through all kinds of um, emotions um, and basically they're getting more and more into emotions like a feeling power, more powerful um, and more um, having the ability to be responsible for yourself and having compassion purpose all of these kind of things mm-hmm. um, they're going more upwards mm-hmm. and um, and I definitely was like at the very low point back then and it, I know that it was definitely something that my family didn't know how to handle because they didn't know how to like change the way I was feeling and obviously it wasn't on them right but they also didn't know what would be a possible thing to do I mean some people you know they seek out a therapist etc but it wasn't something that my parents ever wanted me um, to do so because it was kind of seen as something bad if it is in your medical record for example and that Mm. is a very German thing actually it is still this way I've just been recently to a doctor and she told me that um, she wouldn't advise me to seek out a therapist because I might never get private insurance again and I was (gasps) like oh my goodness (laughs) so where are we living in which age like there are other countries I mean I'm just pointing out um, America or England Mm -hmm. where it's like common to have a therapist obviously everyone is kind of I guess paying that with their own money because it's um they don't have the same insurance if I'm not mistaken but um yeah it's just hilarious to to think that people here are still thinking that we need to kind of figure out everything by ourselves um but I guess that's just because we are so individualistic Mm -hmm. um, and so self-centered in a way sometimes (laughs) um yeah and so, I mean, from there, it's been like a whole process from from back in the days, basically, yeah. to yeah. to now to finding my own path. And 
it's been a long journey through like yoga um trying out different practices also trying things like meditation and having set up routines and everything and and that's been a time where I also learned that for example routines um when they're too stuck they're also not for me um Mm -hmm. I actually know that I'm too much of a let's say quote-unquote perfectionist so that Mm -hmm. I if I want something have a set order I have no problem of making it that way so for me it's rather about having well, I, I started to learn how to be more loose with certain things mm-hmm. um, in a good way, in a mm-hmm. more like feminine flowing kind of way. Yeah. And also just like connecting with myself and my body has been one of the most healing experiences to tap into my emotions because, I mean, it's not, it's not that long ago, actually, maybe like two years or something, um, where I had a point in time where I wasn't able to look down my body because um, mm-hmm. I was so disgusted by what I was seeing. And there was nothing disgusting about it. I, it just was how I was seeing it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to kind of like go into all these different areas from my body to my self-worth to um, my yeah just like all the gifts that I'm bringing to this earth basically Mm -hmm. and also knowing within all of that within within healing all these aspects and all these relations that just being here in my human body is like absolutely enough there's nothing Mm -hmm. more than just being that I need to do Mm -hmm. and obviously yeah you can say well there's a human structure and you kind of need to work and you need to earn money and you need to do this and that um and yeah it's there but it doesn't define my worth and Mm -hmm. and that has been like just one of the most important things to integrate and I had a lot of help with that especially with my spiritual teachers and like theta healing practice so going a lot in the direction of subconscious work it's been just a blessing to dive into that yeah so since we didn't introduce you this would actually be the best time to talk a little bit about your work and like what that means um for anyone who doesn't really know like you did touch on theta healing like what is that and yeah I'd love to hear about that yeah I mean theta healing really has been just incredible um it's I would almost describe it as like a lifestyle because it's just like goes and it's not a lifestyle obviously but it just goes into like all directions of your life and it mm-hmm. literally prepared me for so many things that have been happening around me and for mm-hmm. me after mm-hmm. so um it is basically going into connection with you can say the creator creatrix or you can call it the universe whatever higher energy you believe in basically mm-hmm. and it's all about diving in there and just connecting and then from there letting this energy which is way bigger than we are and we'll ever be and letting this energy work for us in order to heal whatever is there in the subconscious that needs healing which whichever patterns whichever pains um, it can also be things in your physical, physical, like physical body, body, things that have manifested already physically. Mm. And then, um, but it can also be just beliefs, um, things that, I mean, not just like, I mean, beliefs are just a huge thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it can be things from like the most common ones are things like I'm not worthy. um, I'm not good enough. I'm not beautiful. I can't do X, Y, Z. And then there are so many more that actually sometimes we would think how would ever someone have this kind of belief, but they come from like past lives, for example. Mm -hmm. So there is so much that you can do. You can also do some sort of regression while you are um, in the theta state. So basically the theta state is kind of like a brainwave state that you can reach through a certain meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can kind of, guide yourself into that um and if you do it often enough you can kind of flip into that state and just Mm. I feel like I don't want to say that I want to scientifically brief everything but (laughs) the thing is that I that I know for myself is that the trust is the most important part because if I trust that I'm in this connection I see incredibly incredible things happening and Mm. Sometimes I have the, so for example, just to, just, just to share what I mean is that I had this one client and I had this voice. And so basically for me, it's a lot of like voices in my head and things like that. And then there's a lot of feelings as well. Um, kind of like these, these ways, um, the universe is communicating with me. Mm-hmm. And then I had this client and I had this thought in my head and it was always like, you have to say something about her um, neck, shoulder area. You have to say something. And I was like, no, why should I? Like, we haven't talked about the whole, the, like in my head, I was like, that. <laughs> we haven't talked about this the whole session. Like she had a totally different topic that she came, came, uh, came with. And, and I was just in my head, like kind of being like all against just sharing what was in my head. Yeah. Because like, I kind of was like, I, I can't, I don't, do, I don't know if I can trust this. I don't want to be like ridiculous. And then it was like this voice that was like getting louder and louder and it was just like share it. And I was uh-huh. then I was then like, hey, do, do you think you've got something like there's something with your I get this message with there's something with your shoulder, like neck area. Do you feel something there? And she was like starting to tear up like there was like this whole thing around it. And it was just crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, obviously, we as like sort of people who work in this sort of spiritual healing or um, I mean, it's, it is also kind of scientific, um, but this energy healing, let's say energy healing department. Um, we always say like, obviously you shouldn't like get your ego involved and everything, but mm-hmm. we, we are human, you know? So mm-hmm. just things like that make me so incredibly grateful because they just show me how, valuable this work is um Mm -hmm. and yeah so this is basically what I do next to (laughs) next to like marketing stuff which doesn't really fit into into this um and then I've been working a lot with just the divine feminine the feminine return deep connectedness and this has been coming up a lot because of like connecting back to my uh body and my femininity I guess um and just diving into into this, like really integrating in my body, also like working a lot with like pleasure, self pleasure, mm-hmm. um, and also learning about the way I, as a feminine being, need this container, this masculine container, either within myself for my mm-hmm. feminine side to be able to flow. 
or in other scenarios on the outside as well. So for example, if you meet a partner um, and you're a feminine being subscribing to the being of femininity, obviously, so I don't want to say you need to be a woman or a man or whatsoever, but if you subscribe to this feeling of femininity um, and then you most often it, it works out the best if you then have someone around you who has this masculine energy so because mm-hmm. even in relationships it's so important for this like flowy feminine being to have this masculine container or in other words, um, I think it's commonly known as like the feminine being like this river and then there being this rock kind of or the shore. And mm. um, and even while describing that, it just feels so perfectly right to me um, mm-hmm. because I think for everyone who's like feeling more feminine in their bodies, um, I think we all feel like that this is so like, I guess innately right like it's just so deep into so deeply integrated into us and it Mm -hmm. just feels so so right to us to Mm -hmm. to be held you know Mm -hmm. and to be the one who it be being the one who's inviting but also having this other other pole like this in this kind of polarity game Mm -hmm. having this other pole being like more of like the person who is like acting on certain things you know and this also requires so much for the masculine getting into their healthy masculine and the feminine to get into their healthy feminine um so like for both poles of this polarity thing it is just so important to integrate um and it is a journey and I think we are like only like a, a small amount of people is currently really diving into this kind of work but I think it's getting more and more um, because it's so necessary to heal the relations of like how men and women have been relating over the last um, couple of years many many years actually um, I mean just starting with like patriarchy basically um, and it's not something to be like deemed as like completely bad there have been a lot of good things coming out of that as well. But we also have to recognize that a lot of our history is still so present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because it's sort of, um, let's say, a different take on how other people have viewed patriarchy, which is almost to disregard, if you're a woman, to disregard the feminine and to say this might be a little bit getting passe now but I think it's still pretty prevalent um, especially on social media to sort of declare yourself as um, 100% independent uh, at least if you're a woman in terms of men and yeah in in need of no one um, which never resonated for me um, and and I think that there can be a little bit of uh, almost shaming to say what you said so beautifully with respect to having a masculine container or the desire for that in this day and age, there seems to almost be very often um, a looking down on that. Yeah. So it's really beautiful that you, you speak to that. Now, what do you mean when you speak of, um, or can you define if there is a definition for quote unquote, healthy feminine and healthy masculine? Yeah, I mean, this is like, there are a lot of things with within that. Um, okay. And for the, let's say for the healthy feminine, it is just also allowing yourself 
to be in that soft space. That is like obviously one of the most obvious things to allow yourself to feel deeply, to flow with life and to not needing to regulate and force everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is also about inviting um, and just just really diving into that, into that softness, into that feeling part. And also the feminine, um, I think, I mean, one of my favorite teachers when it comes to this, um, he always speaks of the oracle. So there's the feminine oracle. And basically, it's a lot about that the feminine is also testing the masculine. So hmm. when you go into a relationship, for example, um, it is about having that um, that men, um, for example, if you have now like a man and a woman, just like to give one example. Mm-hmm. And the awakened woman will always test in that space. And, and through that testing creates that space for the man to step up, to get more and more into his power. Mm-hmm. And this is going to happen over and over again. And it's up to the man to allow for that and to go with that because it will only bring him closer to himself. Mm-hmm. And it will always just make him more uh, stronger and more secure in himself. And it will create more purpose, more vision. And that is exactly what we need. And with power, I do not mean to take over over women. That is like something I think that is kind of what you touched up on. Um, mm-hmm. That we have that fear of like men who are just like being dominant, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is not what this is referring to. Because a man who thinks he can rule over a woman is not at all in his healthy masculine energy because he is using what he has as his gifts in the wrong way. And he has a lack of knowing how to behave, how to um, create this container for himself as well. Because even within himself, even within the masculine or the men, there is like the feminine side and the masculine. We always have both parts in within us and it's about learning to use what we got in like the most beautiful ways to serve each other and to create this sacred balance between that is so beautiful I love how you articulated all that I and I I wish that there was everyone truly I was gonna say more men but (laughs) no everyone doing doing this work because I think um it's so important I mean I don't know enough about it the only thing that I know is really truly from what you share Um, but you are a great resource for anyone I I would say who wants to dive deeper into it as you are sharing I I would say along along the way right as you're learning online and everything where I mean I know that we're you and I both are really in this space of kind of doing a lot of things. And I think that's the reality of being in your twenties. You're, you know, you have this job to support this job and and this job is kind of a hodgepodge and, and that's totally fine. Um, Do you want to dive deeper into this sort of work as your, let's say uh, bigger work or do you have where are you going because I don't think I've asked you this and perhaps ever what, what do you mean where I'm going yeah like yeah. where do you yeah where do you want to at this point because I don't think I've checked okay. in with you on this in a while <laughs> yeah we haven't really talked about this in a while that's true 
Mm, well, well, first, one thing that just came to my mind that I have to get rid of before it kind of <laughs> disappears is yeah. um, because you also asked about the healthy masculine and I feel like one thing that just came to my mind, I think this is very essential, is yeah. the notion of I got this. And uh, I think this is the most beautiful thing. So men who are listening, this is the most beautiful thing that you can ever say and truly mean, like truly embody. So mm-hmm. this not only the most beautiful, but also the most sexy thing ever. Yeah, um, true. And also just because I feel like just to... Um, to wrap up what I've been saying before, I just found, I, I googled next to it where where this um, little post was that I kind of have in my mind and kind of pulls everything together before I get into um, what you just asked me. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to read this. So this is by Lauren Cran and he's incredible. He's doing incredible work in this direction. So if you ever want to check out his Instagram, it is just amazing. Mm. And also all, his, all of his teachings and courses. And so what he wrote down is, Shiva is nothing without Shakti. And Shakti is nothing without Shiva. We are much more dependent on one another than we think. Our toxic, in isolated, lonely world. Deprived of real connection and deep intimacy. You are not codependent when your partner compliments you. In fact, you are wise as you have realized that we need one another to reach harmony and healing between the masculine and the feminine. And I think mm. this beautifully summarizes what I was trying to say in so many words. Wow. <laughs> I love that. That is so yeah. beautiful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I also love how this brings in the yogic aspect into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, and in terms of my work, um, I've been kind of neglecting, I feel, um, the the things that I wanted to do the most for a while, the past couple of months, because I've been just been focused so much on like marketing, marketing clients. And it's, I guess, yeah, like what you said, being in that phase of, okay, I need to make money, right? Um, yeah. in, a, in a way to support myself in this world. And these things um, just came up to me. So basically, with just a little manifestation, these things were just presented to me, these opportunities. So I was like, okay, this is there now. So I'm just going to do this because mm-hmm. it just feels like it's the perfect alignment to uh, create space for me. And um, <laughs> with space, I'm actually really um, meaning like I actually was able to create a home, <laughs> a home, physical space. which so it's actually physical space, which is a little funny, because um, it could also be just a metaphor for that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it's been serving me right, but mm-hmm. also over the past couple of weeks, I noticed how it wasn't sitting well anymore. And mm-hmm. um, it was funny because without me having to do much, it was just like a lot of things were like dropping away, and it created space again. Now, mm-hmm. like actual space to work. <laughs> on other things and to dedicate my time differently and um, so I've been diving more and more into uh, into what I'm kind of feeling like I meant to be doing and it's definitely a lot of I mean healing work is always like healing is always a word that is kind of like some people like it some don't I love the world word healing Um, and I just love working with people so I just want to share what I've the path that I'm that I was on so far and that I'm still going to be on for all of my life. I just want to share that with others um, and guide mm-hmm. them on theirs. Um, want to help with like subconscious work um, because it's been one of the most amazing things that, that came to me so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, so do theta healing, 
working with um, just this feminine energy, also this return of the feminine and going more into and more into this embodiment direction as well. I mean, this has a lot to do with um, the divine feminine, but just like having those emotions integrated, etc., etc. just to, because it's just the base of everything, literally. And mm-hmm. yeah, so this is basically where I'm diving in more and more. My absolute dream is in like the next couple of months somewhere to uh, launch a group um, kind of program where it's just going to be a lot about this, um, well, the divine feminine and polarity and deep connectedness and sisterhood. So mm. healing that sisterhood wound as well, because it's been very present in the past couple of years as well. Yeah. And, um, and just going in there also with embodiment work, etc. Um, and yeah, and so the first couple of things that I'm doing now, which are for free, actually, <laughs> because <laughs> it is beautiful to say that I don't have to force it because I'm not dependent on it. So I can just let it flow. Mm-hmm. And so this has been the reason why I'm now offering this um, free embodiment yoga class, which is probably not timely now for this podcast's launch. We'll um, see. <laughs> we'll see. And uh, then there's going to be another class, which is um, going to be a lot about resistance. Um, and mm-hmm. resistance also is a lot um, in connection with emotions, etc. But with, with resistance, um, it's also this inability to, to do something. Mm. And the fun fact is that if we basically we can imagine this as this boat, who, um, which, the, well, the boat has this anchor. And um, if you put the anchor into the sea and you then just go on with your boat, this is basically moving with like neglecting the resistance because it's just gonna be anchored that you're just gonna be stuck Mm. and Mm -hmm. it's so important to like really dive into this resistance and to unpack it um to like unpack all this self-sabotage that is like below that and and see it for what it is because literally it's not and I'm reading a a cool book on that right now um mm. I think it's called the mountain is you or something and mm. I love this I love this picture because it's literally there is no mountain in front of you that you have to climb over <laughs> it's literally like literally it's you it's mm-hmm. like you that you kind of have to overcome to say quote unquote mm-hmm. but it is about like really gently diving in there and finding ways to work with what you've got and to like releasing those fears and those like deep core beliefs that prevent you from going forward yeah oh my that's going to be so powerful um that the fact that you're reading that and you're moving more towards that work because I just said to someone yesterday I think it was or maybe it was today I don't even know but I said I was mentioning you because you had you made such a shift for me with a very offhand comment I think it was actually for your podcast I think it was during your podcast uh, yeah (laughs) you said something to me like oh yeah like you had you said something to the effect of you had this belief that you couldn't do both writing and basically guiding coaching etc it was just like this thing that you just said (laughs) and it's and it was so offhand you didn't think about it It just kind of came came off and uh, it stuck with me for however long ago that was at least a year and um so that's why I'm like if you're so powerful in your 
quick lines with you doing all that you're doing now I'm just so excited and I think the world is so lucky that you're just diving deeper into it I'm I'm so grateful just so blessed to know you and to be on this journey together honestly me too me too. <laughs> and to have someone so incredible even though across the pond most of the time to share all of this with <laughs> I know dear god I have to actually come see you soon I mean look uh, before we go into that which we could go into the love and <laughs> forever uh, <laughs> Is there anything that you wanted to say just, you know, before we end, because I do know that we have to cut it shorter, but anything that you wanted to share that I didn't ask or anything like that coming up for you? No, I guess just, just where people find me maybe. So if they feel like (laughs) I've said anything, (laughs) anything that they could relate to, like anything that maybe, you know, I always feel like when I listen to someone and I feel it like within my body and it's like this little spark in there. Yeah. Um, and so maybe someone felt that um, yeah. or like a little tingle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, so maybe they just want to go to my Instagram by Karina Jung. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like by Karina with C and Jung is just like J-U-N-G. Yeah, and will um, be all typed out anyway. Which but... will all be typed out, but it could be kind of complicated. And um, <laughs> yeah, and my website is linked there as well. So I, it's just, yeah, it's also going by my name. So it's kind of easy. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. I am so excited to share. I love you. so much for joining us on the North Star podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence. If you want to chime in on the conversation, you can send me a DM at MacValCastro on Instagram. I mean it when I say that I'm really always happy to hear from you, be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large. I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.